0: Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. Why don't you find Mark's Gospel, Chapter 4, this morning? Mark, the fourth chapter. And um, I'm probably going to do maybe a couple times preaching on this, or two or three times that I'm going to talk about this morning. Probably won't get done today, but... um, We're going to talk about staying power. So what's that mean? Well, you'll find out in a minute. Staying power. And uh, I want us to go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Thank God for the book of Mark. That's Mark's favorite book, is Mark. I think he thinks he wrote it, but I don't know. But anyway, Mark chapter 4, praise God. Uh, Let's uh, start at verse 14. The Bible says, the sower sows the word. Of course, the word being the word of God. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown, that when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, you've got to know, if the devil comes immediately, he must be afraid of the word. He's not going to mess with this. He's going to get it out of you immediately if he can. And, of course, you know, through doubting it, not believing it, he'd get it out of you. Verse 16 says, These are they likewise which are sown on stony ground who when they have heard the word, they immediately receive it with gladness. So these people are happy about the word. They're not rejecting it. They're, they're for it. Amen? He says, but there's a problem. They have no root in themselves. And so endure, but for a time, or you could say they're just temporary. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they are offended. Now, (laughs) I have no idea when I wrote this in here, but in my Bible, this one that I use to preach out of, mostly most of the time I study out of it, uh, in this verse where it says they have no root in themselves, I've got uh, no staying power. No staying power. In other words, they're only temporary. They can't stick with it. Now, in Mark chapter in in Mark four, there go back and go. uh, He says, but well, let me say this before we move on. He says, but uh, how many know the persecution, affliction comes for the word's sake. You know, I've heard and I've heard this over the years. People say, well, you know, trouble and stuff will make you more like Jesus. No, it's the word that makes you like Jesus. A lot of people go through trouble and they just come out a mess. But, if you, but the Word makes you like Jesus. Amen. Now, you apply the Word in trouble, it'll certainly grow you up. That's for sure. It'll, 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 uh, it'll develop your faith. You know what I'm saying? You get faith by hearing the Word, right? right. But you've got to develop it, right? right. You know, you, you get energy. You know, you, you get energy by, by eating, right? But you don't develop muscles unless you have resistance or use them. You don't get muscles like me just sitting around using a fork. Hallelujah. now mark 4 look, verse cuz you know in the what we just read the, the verses we just read he's explaining the parable he's explaining it but i want us to back up and i want us to actually read what he said in the parable so how many of you follow what i just said yeah. all right mark chapter 4 verse uh, uh 5 he and he's talking about the sower sowing the word and talking about the seed he said and some fell on stony ground where it had not, not much earth. There wasn't much, there wasn't much depth of earth there. The, the, shallow, the soil was shallow. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. Now you understand that. You know, you put the seed in the ground, there's not much earth there. There's not much, there's not much places the roots can go. So it's going to send the energy up. But that's a problem because here's what happens. In verse 6, when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Well, how many know sometimes uh, the sun's going to come up? Isn't that right? So what is Jesus saying here? He's saying, well, these are people that they didn't reject the word. They didn't say, I don't want to hear the word. I don't want anything to do with the word. They, they received the word. They, they were actually, uh, in Matthew's gospel, he says they received it with joy. So they were happy about the word, but the problem was was they had no root in themselves. In other words, they they had no staying power. When the sun came out, and when the sun came out, they wilted. And there's a, that that can happen to us spiritually, is uh, we we receive the word with gladness, but how you know sometimes there, there's going to be Tribulation. There, there's going to be persecution, and it's coming for the Word's sake. If, if you didn't have the Word, the devil wouldn't bother you. But he, but he couldn't get you not to believe it, which is his first line of defense. So now that you believe it and you've received it, he's going to try to get it out of you. He's going to try to get it out of you whether that's through persecution or affliction. Or if we read on, he talked about cares of this life, deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things. He, he, in other words, his job is to try to get the word out of you because that's what scares him. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. That's right. I, I tell you, I love my Bible. Yeah. Thank God I have a Bible. Yeah. I don't just have one. I got multitudes of Bibles. <laughs> but they don't do you good I at mean, know, if you don't yeah. put them inside of you. That's right, <laughs> that's right. And so... Sometimes the heat gets turned up. And what do you mean by the heat? Well, I'm going to talk about this probably not so much today as maybe the next time we talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this because, you know, a lot of the things that we Christians in America go through, they're, they're just, they're nothing compared to what Christians went through that brought us this gospel. I mean, they went through some things. And so a lot of times you, you, you hear Paul or you read where Paul's talking about tribulation and persecution and things to the churches and and you think well yeah you know my neighbor's bad mouthing me and you know i my my healing's not coming as fast as i'd like it to and i'm being tested in my physical body or i'm being tested in my finances hey they were being tested in their lives yeah are y'all listening to what i'm saying see it's the same principle but theirs was a little bit more uh intense thank you i get all my big words from pastor jerry i told you that (laughs) amen if I can't think of a word, I just look at him. <laughs> he's a walking encyclopedia dictionary, tharsis, everything, he's all of it, praise God. <laughs> Amen. So, ha, so, but how many you know sometimes when we're believing for something, the heat gets turned up? The heat gets turned up. What's that all about? Well, the devil's trying to get you, well, one thing he'll try to do is get you offended at God. Well, why ain't God moving? Why isn't God doing this? Why isn't God doing that? How many you know it's, it's not God, it's the devil? Persecution and affliction are coming for the Word's sake. And so you have to stand. Amen. Amen. You have to stand on the Word. Amen. And like Jesus said, He said, he said, you know, it comes for the Word's sake. They're only, He said, they're offended, you know, or they stumble. Man, I've seen that many times. Where somebody, well, I did what you preached and... Well, that was your big mistake right there. You don't want us to do what you preach? I don't want you to do it because I preach it. I want you to do it because it's in the Bible. If you base it on, well, I thought pastor believes, well, that's fine if pastor was believing right. Follow me as I follow Christ. But you better, you better look and make sure Christ said it too. That's the problem we have today. Is a lot of people preaching a lot of things. It's not in their Bible. A lot of stuff on grace and things, you know, and everything else. Grace is in the Bible, but not some of the things being preached about grace. A lot of the things that, we, that were preached about faith and so forth, they weren't in the Bible, it's just people made it up. But what the Bible says will work for you. How many know that? And there's all kinds of promises in the Bible. I mean, you, you're going to spend the rest of your life searching them out. Peter, Peter called them uh, precious promises. And he said he's provided everything for life and godliness. But you know Jesus died for you to be healed? Now, people can argue about that all you want to, but I got Scripture. Your argument don't fly in the light of Scripture. My argument don't fly in the light of the Bible, right? And so what I'm saying to you this morning is that... you know Peter said it like this. Let's say it like this. Peter said, don't think it's strange if a fiery trial tries you. Now, I'm not one of these... And you know that. I'm not one of these that, that talks about trials all the time. Right, right. You know, I came out of some around the old Pentecostals. That's where I got saved at. And some of them could tribulate like nobody's business. <laughs> and you gave them a chance to testify, you're going to find out about it. Yeah. Devil's been after me all day, bless his holy name. <laughs> I think you got your praise mixed up a little bit there, you know. no. Uh, I'm not for that. I'm for talking about our victory. I'm for talking about what Christ is doing. I'm talking about what the Bible's promised me, not what the devil's doing. I may have to mention what he's doing at times to deal with him, but that's not what I'm going to sing about. Amen. I'm going to sing my victory. Amen. I'm not going to sing about defeat and woe is me. At the end of the journey, there's God. He finally showed up. He let me trudge through life for 57 years and after I met him, and finally at the end, he finally showed up. No, our God's there all the time. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all alive this morning? We, you say, what, what are we talking about? We're just talking about you've got to have some staying power. Yeah. In other words, if you're going to believe for something, you better make up your mind you've got some staying power. Yeah. Right? You remember that that man came to Jesus, and you know he said that my my little daughter lieth at home. You know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and Jesus said, "I'll come and heal her." And along the way, uh, he got stopped by the woman with the issue of blood, and they said, "Don't trouble the master any any longer. Your uh, daughter is dead." Well, have you know? In the natural, that's at, that's the end of it, right. isn't it? Yeah. You don't you don't get any sicker than dead. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, how are they? Well, they're dead. Well, it's not going to get any worse. Not physically. Well, but Jesus just said, hey, he said to the man, he said, uh, fear not, believe only, and your daughter will be all right. In other words... You set your faith out. You started on this journey for your daughter to be healed. Don't stop now just because she died. Amen. I said, don't stop now just because. Woo, hallelujah! That's Jesus. Right. See, see, you know what? When we the all, when we feel like impossible situ- situations, all we're feeling is our own impossibility, yeah. not God's. Right. With Him, all things are possible. Right. You know, and so we've all. If you've been been this servant of God, we've all had battles. We've all had struggles. We've all had times when it didn't look like things were coming to pass that we were believing God for. That's when you've got to learn that that's the devil putting pressure, persecution, and affliction on you to try to steal the word out of you. That's when you've got to have some staying power. I'm going to stay with it. Praise God. I'm going to stay with it. Go to the book of Galatians, because I'm going to look at a few scriptures this morning, if we can, uh, and just talk about this a little bit. This is, this is throughout our Bible. This is really a theme in the Bible about, uh, I call it staying power. The Bible sometimes calls it endurance or, or patience. You know, you can say it a lot of different ways, but uh, today I'm preaching on staying power. I, that just resonates with me that I have power to stay put. I'm gonna stay. I'm not moving. I'm staying put. Praise God. And, um, well, thank God you're a pastor because pastors don't ever have any battles. Praise the Lord. (laughs) No, just mine and yours. Now, in Galatians chapter 6, go with me there. um, Let's begin reading here in verse 7. The Bible says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever... A man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now didn't we just read the sower sows what? Word. So can you sow the word? Yes. All right. So if you would sow the word, what would you reap? You'd reap a harvest from the word, wouldn't you? Right? Now how do you sow the word? Well, you plant it in your heart by, by meditating on it. Right. right? By reading it, by meditating on it, by confessing it, by living by it. Right? right. You plant it in there, you know. And so, so let's, let's, let's think of it in those terms because... A lot of times we, in, I, I'm, like I said, I, I was around old Pentecost, and they would use these sowing and reaping scriptures like sowing bad things. Oh, you sown to the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Talking about your sin's going to find you out. Well, all of that's true if you don't repent. I don't know about you, but I've repented and I've got a crop failure. I sowed some, I sowed some wrong seeds in my life. Anybody else? But I'm not reaping off. People tell you that sometimes. Well, you're just reaping off those seeds you sowed, you, know, uh, you know, growing up. The things you did, you're still reaping off that. No, I, I fainted to that way of life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Blood of Jesus purged that out of my life. Right. Amen. We had a couple come, this is before I was ever here, this was in the 80s, come to the meetings, you know, and they got turned on, you know, and loved God, loved the Word, started coming regularly. And the guy that came, great guy, his daughter—or not, excuse me—not his daughter, but his sister—he tried to get her to come to the meetings, and she said, "I would not come to those meetings." He said, "Well, why not?" She said, "I knew Mark Pearl before. I wouldn't believe a word he said." And I thought I got saved, lady, you know. And I, but that was her mindset, you know. It's like she didn't she didn't realize how God could change you. And eventually she did start coming, praise God, and found out, you know, I'm not the same one you knew. I'm a new creature in Christ. Hallelujah. All that old harvest, that's all gone. That's all passed away. Amen. Because people will tell you that. You're just reaping, you know, from what you did years ago. Not if you've repented of it. Amen. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Do we believe in the power of the blood? I do. How about you? I believe in the power of the blood. And if the blood cleansed me, then, I, then praise God, I'm not reaping from that. Amen. So so everybody, everybody think about this. Think about this verse in line of sowing the Word. Because that's what we're talking about. The sower sows the Word. And how many you know, when you sow the Word, you would like to think that from here on out, it's smooth sailing. Glassy seas. Gentle south breezy winds. Non-alcoholic drinks. I hit a dead spot on that. (laughs) You know, because I'm thinking, uh, you have to be in my mind, which might not be a good place for you to be right now, but I was thinking about, you know, pina coladas, you know, laying back in a hammock and drinking, but, you know, you know, drinking, what do you like to drink? What do you like to drink? Diet Mountain Mountain Dews. All right, praise God. Amen. (laughs) Drinking a diet. I don't, I don't drink diet anything, but anyway. You know, whatever it is you like. How many like raspberry tea? Well, you guys are really hip. <laughs> Work with me. I'm just talking about, you know, it's not going to be just all ease. How many, how many, follow? it's not going to just be all ease, no problems. Just floating, you know, out there on the South Pacific, you know, drifting along. No. Every now and then... There's what the book of Acts calls a uroclodon. Say that 35 times in a row. My lips is not one to say it. I think it's the anointing on me. A uroclodon comes up. What's a uroclodon? It's a northeaster, man. It's a storm comes up. How many of that happens every now and then? And... It's all for one purpose. It's all. It's the devil will leave you alone if you don't if you don't mess with the word. He'll, he'll just pretty much leave you alone. He has are here no threat. But once you start getting a hold of the word, the word breaks his dominion over your life. And if you share it with others, it breaks the dominion his dominion over their life. Which is why we just read, he comes immediately, immediately. That's got to tell you, man. It's important, isn't it? See, what if I, what if I was over at your house and, you know, we're just sitting around talking and I said, you know, Hey, your laundry room's on fire. Let it burn. <laughs> they're wanting to move. So they said, let it burn. But how many most normal people, they're not going to say, well, I'll get to it later. Right. You're going to put it out right now. Amen. All right, let's, let's try this. How many if I said your billfold was on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pastor Jerry. How many if I said your refrigerator's on fire? Why Why do I have such honorary people in my church? Galatians chapter 6. Go back to the scripture. Look at this. Verse 7. Be not deceived. Now, let's just see. You're, if you don't think you're going to reap what you sow, you're deceived and you're trying to mock God, and God is not mocked. See? He's going to give you a harvest. Well, are you going to harvest it? That's the question. Now read on. He says, for whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. For he that sows to his flesh, what's he going to reap? He's going to reap from the flesh. And what's that harvest going to be? It's going to be corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap what? All right, so you're going to have life everlasting or everlasting life. You're going to have a good harvest if you sow to the Spirit. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. Now notice this, because this is real important. If is a big word in the Bible. If we faint not. If we don't lose heart, or if we don't quit. If we have some staying power with us. So what does that tell you? It tells me this. You could sow, you could have a harvest waiting on you and not reap it. It could be there, but you wouldn't get it because you, you, you gave up. See, I, people sometimes give up right on the brink of a miracle, right on the brink of deliverance, because that's when the pressure sometimes gets the hardest. You've got to know, if that was putting a lot of pressure on you, you've probably got him sweating. He's turning up the pressure. That is so good to know. Because I don't know about you, but there's times all of us have been tempted to quit. And I don't mean quit the Lord. I'm not that stupid. I mean, pardon me for using the word stupid. Your kids aren't here, so I can use it. Uh, but I'm not that dumb. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But I mean, maybe give up on the promise. Maybe give up on what I'm believing for. You know, because man, there's so much pressure and nothing's moving. Doesn't seem like anything's happening and so forth and so on. Has anybody ever experienced that? Or am I the only one that's ever been through this before? Anybody ever had those times and you're like, it's not moving, it's not budging. I've been, you know, I'm, I've been saying the word, believing the word, confessing the word, standing on God's word, his promises. Nothing's changing. Nothing's happening. Well, that's called, that's called, a, that's what, what the Bible calls uh, a tribulation and affliction coming for the word's sake. And all you need to do is have something called staying power. Stay with it. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. How long am I going to have to stay? Well, till you're done. Amen. I've stood for things for a long time. Some things not. Some things were quick. Some things weren't, weren't so quick. But, you know, it doesn't change God's Word. God's Word's still the same. Right. Whether I'm standing a week, two weeks, three weeks, or three months, or three years, Word's still the same. Right. Amen. 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 You know. Now, let's go to uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Can you get anything this morning? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 12, just talking about having some staying power about us. Just sticking with it, don't giving up, or not, not giving up, pardon my English. Uh, but go to Hebrews chapter 12, and uh, this might be it for today. We'll see. Hebrews chapter 12, but we're going to talk about this some more, at least at least one more time, maybe two more times. Hebrews chapter 12, because we have to learn to develop this staying power. Just stick with it. Just stay with it. How many the words true? You've got to settle that in your heart. That if it's not coming to pass, it's not God's fault. It's not the Word's fault. This has got to be between me and the devil. Amen. You know? Uh, and uh, generally it's the devil. He's fighting it. I mean, he doesn't want you to have victories. He doesn't want you to have what's called a testimony. Test. Right. was it one 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 preacher said one time, some people, when they go through a test, all they got left is the monies. You're supposed to have a testimony. It means you got something that you can say that's uplifting. Hallelujah. Not you know. <laughs> so you just you have to you'd have to go back to where I was years ago when I first got saved and was around some some of the old Pentecostals, some of their testimonies. They were awful. They were terrible. It's no wonder we had to stop them. I mean, when we were killing the anointing, the service, and grieving the Holy Spirit, and I think Jesus wept. <laughs> Some of those things. It'd just be like hard luck stories. Who could give the worst one, you know? And then at the end, they'd always say, well, thank God. For what? Because you got beat up? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we're supposed to have victory on our lips, right? The righteous, the tabernacle of the righteous has a song of victory. Hallelujah. Not defeat, victory. We don't deny trouble. We don't act like we don't ever go through trouble. But we don't sing about trouble, we sing about our God. And we don't, we don't we don't testify about trouble, we testify about our victories. Hallelujah. Paul said to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Amen. You know, he's talking about songs of deliverance. He's talking about also singing about, you know, God's goodness and God's greatness. That's what psalms and hymns means. It, it's, about, it's songs about spiritual deliverances that you've had. The horse and rider hath he thrown into the sea. Remember Miriam when they came across the Red Sea? She got the tambourine out. They all began to sing. They didn't begin to sing. Oh, I wish we were back in Egypt. Oh, we like to fish the fishy onions and the leeks. Oh, it was so great being a slave. Thank you, Jesus. How I many no, they sang about this, the horse and riders thrown into the sea? They sunk like lead. They began to sing the victories. Well, you go through some trouble, you young whipper sapper. I'm not a young whipper sapper, so don't say that anymore. You could say that to me when I preach this in my 20s, but now I'm in my 60s. I've been through trouble. <laughs> I've thought that myself. I thought, you know, when I was in my 20s, I was thinking about, I thought, talking about healing and so forth. I said, man, I was healthy as a horse just naturally. But now that I've lived through some battles, I still preach about healing. And yeah, my body's had some attacks and it's had some things. I had to stand on the Word and believe God. So now I can say it and just tell you to shut up. Don't tell me that. I'm preaching pretty good, aren't I? All right. I was checking. It got real quiet when I said shut up. Because, <laughs> you know, people would say that. Well, you're just a young guy. Where do you get to be my age? Well, I'm past your age now. So, And I'm still preaching it. All right. Because I thought some of those people I was hanging with preaching with, I thought these are old people. You know, I'm these are old people. And then one day I got to think about I wonder how old they were back there when I was working with them. And I found out they were fifty-nine. Thought, they weren't old people, they were young people. They're getting younger all the time. Now you know Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to I want to read a few verses here and then we're gonna close. Hebrews chapter 12. Look with me at verse one. It says, Wherefore, saying, We are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, all those uh, great saints that have gone on before us, that, lit, that walked in faith. He said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us. Well, how many know? Uh, sometimes we have to lay things aside, right? Weights, you know, weights aren't necessarily sins, but they're things that, you know, they're not, they're not profitable. They're not profitable. Uh, obviously, we need to know we need to lay aside sins, right? You know, that's not preached much in the church, but we need to... We need to Jesus said, go your way, sin no more. lest the worst thing come on you. All right. Now, he says, now, here's what we're to do. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So how I many know oh, he went through some things, didn't he? Yeah. Amen. But he kept his joy. And we're going to talk about that later on too. He says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. Or in other words, you could say it like this, that you, uh, you give up. You don't have any staying power. You got you to you know, you got you to run this race... You know, this like it's an endurance race. How many know in an endurance race you're going to have multiple opportunities to quit? You say, Well, how do you know? Well, I've never ran a marathon, full marathon, but I've ran a half 13.1 ain't nothing to sneeze at. Most people don't go out and do that every day. And I've done that several times. I know you can, can't tell it now. I quit. And now I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a, practicing for something else. I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's leave it alone. Never mind. But, you know, I was a lot thinner. And it hadn't been that long ago, that many years ago. And I know this. I know that, that during that, just a half marathon. I can't imagine a marathon. Every time I do a half marathon, I'd think, man, if I was doing the full one, I'd only be halfway there. I don't know if I ever want to do that but I do the half one even in the half one there were multiple times you had thoughts about quitting <laughs> how me know if you're going to if you're going to really win in in Christ if you're going to win everything he has provided for us you're going to have opportunities multiple opportunities to quit multiple you're going to have multiple opportunities to give up. But see, you've got you to train yourself. I'm not a quitter. Right. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. See, every time I'd run a half marathon, I would do a 12-week program. It was a training program, you know. And you would run so many miles one week. Then the next week, you'd up it. Then the next week, you'd up it. Then the next week, you'd up it. Then the next, week then the next you just kept upping it until you got two weeks away. And then you start backing down and shortening it again to rest your body. And so you would would build your stamina. Some people don't have much spiritual stamina. If they get in the prayer line and everything goes away immediately, oh, thank God. God's good. God's great. God is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But if they have to fight a little bit, I'm not talking about you, right? If they have to fight a little bit, then they're done. They're just what Jesus said. They stumble. They're offended. They give up on the word. It's like, man, that didn't work. No. Persecution and affliction got the word out of you. Amen. David said this. I love this. He said, I would have fainted. I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have quit. This is David, everybody. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's right now. Wait upon the Lord and, he sh- and be of good courage and He'll strengthen your heart. Hallelujah. Wait means to entwine yourself around Him, stay in faith, stay hooked up with Him and He'll strengthen your heart. Hallelujah. Solomon later said it like this. He said, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. But he that maketh haste to be rich shall get in trouble. What was he saying? There's no shortcuts to this, guys. you got to be faithful. That's right. Now, do we, sometimes we pray for things and they, like, you know, immediately show up? Well, I've had it happen. Have you? Sure. That's the way I do it all the time. It's me. I mean, I'm not in charge. You're not in charge. But if I were, if I were... I would like, oh, Lord, I need this, and, I'm, you know, you promised to provide it, and I'm praying for it, and then, da-da-da, da da What's da 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 da, 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 da. Dun, 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 dun mean? That means it's right there. <laughs> That's what all that noise meant. Da. It's exciting like that, right? I mean, you know, sometimes you've got to stand, and you got to stand. Amen. I've got many victories in my life, many victories. I'm sure you do, too. Most of those victories, I had to stand for a period of time to see them come to pass. Yep. Yeah. But it's better than living with it all your life. That's right. Amen. Amen. Some person testified, you know, they were believing God for, uh, you know, to provide for them a home. They needed a home, you know. And they just kept believing God, kept you know, being faithful, so on, you know, and all. And uh, five years later they got it. Someone said, "Well, it took you five years, though, before you ever got th- that blessing in your life." I like what they said said, "Yeah, but I'm not paying for it for 30." There mean, nothing wrong with borrowing for a house. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying they made good sense when they said that. Yeah, I had to stand, I had to fight. I'm sure they there were times they almost got discouraged, you know, because they decided they weren't going to b- borrow any money to buy my house. But they're just going to trust God to bless their lives and as they sold and you know what I'm saying and yeah. and Him to add to them, and eventually they got it. And people are like, well, man, yeah, it took a long time, yeah, but I got it. You know, you still pay for years. You don't even officially own yours yet. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, I'll miss a few payments and you'll find out how, how much you own. Your stuff be out on the street. You'll be calling the church office. Can you help me? <laughs> how me know we have to have some state power? Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.